welcome back to Grownish. I'm your host, Brooklyn Beatty, with Josh Williams. And today we're going to be talking about the new year. And before we get to that, though, because we're still a few days away, I thought we should probably recap 2020. But let's be honest, who really wants to recap 2020? It's been a year. Don't want to recap it. I can just leave it where I found it. Oh, um, my gosh. And we'll just uh, call it a mulligan and start over with 2021. Yeah, we actually reported not too long ago on MNC the word of the year. You guessed it. Pandemic. That's the mulligan? word. That Pandemic. I believe the word that we're really looking for is mulligan. <laughs> I just don't want to do over. <laughs> but that's the most searched word. It's just been a crazy year between just... Really unfortunate celebrity deaths, obviously a pandemic. Absolutely. I mean, oh Sean Connery, Sean Connery, RIP. Mine was oh Alex gosh. Trebek and oh, obviously Kobe yes. Bryant. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's how we started the oh year. My Unbelievable, gosh. right? Oh my gosh. I will never forget exactly where I was. I was in the parking lot of a grocery store about to go in mm-hmm. and my phone lit up and I got an alert saying he died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and my heart just sunk. And I'm not even really a basketball yeah. fan, but who... Uh, isn't going to care about that. And I remember going into the store thinking, these people know, like, have they have they got the alert yet? Because I felt like it was just life altering for some reason. Right. It's one of those lives, too, because, you know, Kobe Bryant was a bigger, larger than life figure for those who, who ironically don't know who Kobe Bryant is. I mean, he's one of those guys, uh, legendary. So for him to be taken from us far too soon, I'm not sure if you ever got to hear the uh, or watch the Dear Basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to at some point in time. If you ever want to look into this guy's soul. Just of the genuine humanity that this guy had, that uh, dear Mister or dear basketball. That's and even it. as not a basketball fan, you still think I would like it? Absolutely. We'll have to check it out. Absolutely. But yeah, there's just been a lot of craziness this year. But I also feel like there was some stuff worth mentioning. Maybe a little bit more on the fun side. Kind of take us away from the dreariness of 2020 because let's be honest, we've all been really excited for 2021. Stay with us because we're going to come back with the top Netflix shows of 2020. And I've got the top 10 listed. I'm going to be honest, Josh, some of them I've never even heard of. Welcome back. It's time to cover the top Netflix shows of 2020. And there's a list of 10. And I'll be honest, some of these shows I had not even heard of before the fact. And other ones, I am surprised they made it up so high. But I guess let's start with number 10 and work our way to number one. All right. And let me know if you've seen these or not. Number 10 is Love is Blind. This one had 30 million streams. Did you watch this show? Definitely not. Oh, my God. I watched all of it. Really? What was the premise behind this? I just watched it. Okay. So... A bunch of singles, and I don't know how many they had to begin with. It might have been like 15 guys, 15 girls, 20 guys, 20 girls. I don't know. They had to go through this like huge interview process to even be chosen for this. And they stuck them in rooms where you would be like in this pod or whatever. And someone else, like a guy would be in one pod and a girl would be in another pod. And you couldn't see each other, but you could hear each other through the wall. And you would have these dates where you only got to know each other by your voice. And so... You would go on dates with people, and basically the only thing attracting you about this person was their personality and their voice. You didn't know what they looked like. You didn't know what race they were. Nothing. Well, that that, that builds well for a guy like me. Why do you say that? Because I I got the voice. So, I mean, if it's just my voice, you know, that I've got to hang my hat on, I'm in great shape. Well, there you go. sign me up for this show. Well, so it was really interesting because not everyone that went on the show found someone. Yeah. So that was already step one. They had all these people, 15 to 20 people. 
And they would go on these dates and they would kind of take notes. They would give them like a journal. So the whole time that they're having these dates with they're this person, they were like writing down attributes they liked about that person. And then if they both agreed that they wanted a second date, then they'd schedule a time for a second date. Well, some people just weren't finding the love of their life, which is fine, because obviously those shows don't necessarily mean you're going to match with someone. So not everyone that went on the show found someone. But the people that did, I think there were like five or six couples. The only way to make it to the next step to see each other, you had to propose. What? So the guy had to propose to this girl without ever seeing her. And she had to say yes. And if they said yes, then they were allowed to meet in person. So they took basically 90-day fiancé. And uh, what's that one where they put them all on the island? Um, I think that show was on MTV. They basically combined those two shows together. And here we are. Yeah. Love is Blind. And it was awesome. I will say. It was, okay. it was awesome. <laughs> it was I'm not awesome. even into <laughs> even into like dating shows like that very much like i don't really watch the bachelor or anything like that what but i know okay that's a whole different i've never really given it a chance but i tried this out in a whim like i saw a commercial for it or like an ad for it and i was like that looks kind of good i watched it all within a few days and some of the couples that met on there they're still together two and a half years later Not good for them that's married, some strong stuff but some worked out terribly like the drama on that show was just astronomical it was good for television it was so good and there was one i will never forget there was one couple the girl was 10 years older than the guy and obviously meeting him through a wall she didn't care so care about that so much because there was no one to judge her right but they fell apart before they ended up getting married because she couldn't get over that once they were together in person like it was too much she couldn't get over she kept getting drunk on the show and being like, I'm just so much older than you. Like, are you really sure you want to be with someone like me? I'm so much older. And then when she what? went to introduce him to her parents, she was super embarrassed. Like, so there was just a lot of drama. There was also getting drunk. There was also, yeah, she was drinking a lot. And then there was also a guy who uh, was bisexual, but he didn't tell his fiance until after they met in person. Well, and she didn't like that. So then they ended their relationship. So there was a lot of stuff. It's like they didn't, they didn't like cover a lot of the serious stuff until it was already too late and they were engaged. I, you know, I mean, you know, that's one of those things. You, you're going to have to come out ready for the get-go and say, hey, hey, boo-boo, you know, I like to play for both teams. Well, I feel like, obviously, though, I feel like he didn't want to just tell her if it wasn't going to work out either. You know what I mean? Like, I was kind of under, I kind of understood why he didn't tell her that until after they met in person because if he told her and then she judged him right off the bat, like, she didn't get to know the real him. Yeah, this is true. And she fell for him. Maybe Enough just, to say yes. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like yeah. it was kind of sad. I don't know. This is okay, my bias coming okay. out. But I felt like it was kind of sad that she wasn't willing to look past that after she already loved him. But whatever. But maybe in Devil's Advocate, maybe she's upset the fact that he didn't just come out right from the good Oh, go. she was. 100%. Yep, see, boom. On, guys, guys, I cannot tell you this enough. Listen from your cousin from Philly. Honesty is the best policy. Just be honest. It's like when you get pulled over with the cop. Don't lie. Just Tell him the truth. Okay, I'm going to come over here and say, though, did he over that information right off the bat? I don't think so. Just be honest, guys. Just <laughs> it doesn't be matter. The point, of the, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make with this whole show, watch it. If you have not watched Love is Blind, I am anxiously anticipating if there's going to be a season two with new people because I would love to reinvest my life in these people's love lives. Well, I'm excited to live vicariously through that one. Let's get to number nine. <laughs> okay, number nine. And I've never heard of this show in my life. Floor is Lava. 37 million streams. The only time I've seen uh, Floor is Lava is when we were kids 
you know, running around trying to make sure you didn't touch the floor. Jump couches to couches. <laughs> and then on The Bachelorette, the one of the date night ideas was literally they, 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 they couldn't touch the floor. So they had, like, pillows all over the, the house. Yeah, it, it was super oh. cute, super high schoolish, but super cute. So, I mean. So, apparently there's a whole show about it. I have no idea what the show's about. Made number nine, though. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we should IMB this. I, I, I don't know. Through the IMB world, it looks like that this show is indeed a cartoon show. Oh. So. Like a kid's show, or is it? Because there's adult cartoons, too. It is a floor game where the kids pretend that the floor is lava. So it's exactly what we remember as children. And, and actually, i got to be real with you. I'm seeing a price, and I don't have my glasses on right now as I'm looking. I'm seeing a price. I'm seeing Target, Walmart. So I'm assuming that what I just Googled is actually the game of floor is lava so it's not it is not i know i know guys i'm so sorry i let you all down i let my partner down by googling that let one me look this up I'm, hold on I'm putting on the glasses right now as we speak and then I'm... you go it's a cartoon i see i just googled floor is lava and it was a tv show okay or i mean it was a game okay here's the tv show i don't know what he's talking about he needs to wear his glasses more often okay it's a game show guilty in which contestants strive to reach a goal while going through booby-trapped rooms filled with quote-unquote lava. And it's exactly what we remember as children, but it's actually lava. Look at this picture. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's legit. So the floor is literally lava. Actually, that looks pretty good. I feel like I'm going to have to watch it. I feel like we have to now. Because it's what my childhood mind imagined my carpet looked like when I was playing floor is lava. Like, there's actually (laughs) lava on the ground. You're like, no! And they fall into the ground. You're like... Rest in peace. I'll keep going. Like, this is literally what I, I thought in my head. You. Yes, this is awesome. I don't think I'm athletic enough to take part in the show, but oh, watching. Floor Lava, that was, uh, that was a savage game. It was fend for yourself. I remember leaving my brothers uh, behind sometimes when they couldn't quite make the couch. Go on without me. I will. I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> all right. Number eight. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. Really? Lucifer. Have you ever watched Lucifer? Negative. Okay, so Lucifer season five, part one, 38 million streams. So we're getting up there. And I will say I was highly anticipating season five. And season five, part one ended on a cliffhanger. So now we're all highly anticipating part two. But it totally makes sense why that was at least number eight. I I expected it to be number eight or higher. Five seasons, though, huh? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I No, you're okay. Five seasons, I was seasons, like, what do you mean though? five seasons? Like, I'm thinking, like, the hotel or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, you're, it's amazing, though. Some of these shows that are going on, five seasons or more. I mean, five seasons is a, is a relatively long time That's now for good. a television show. That show, I would suggest if you like anything Supernatural. Like, I watched the show, the actual show, Supernatural. But also, this show is about Lucifer, like, literally Satan. But he lives in L.A. And works as a like uh, a crime solver like as a cop uh-huh. it's basically ncis with go- like god and lucifer and angels in it okay but it's actually really good like I, it sounds kind of like a weird concept because there's so much happening no no i mean hey it sounds like it could be good maybe up your alley I oh mean, my gosh i love crime shows i love supernatural shows vampire diaries right. so it's basically all of that combined and it's weird because like it's it's satan like it's lucifer but you're rooting for him the whole time because of like just the way they set up the show, he's not like this this Lucifer, the specific one in this show, he's not actually evil. Yeah. Like he has a bad rep, basically. And you come to find out like who he is as a person and 
it kind of changes your perspective. Obviously, not like outside the show. That's a whole right. different ga- like right. game. But it just felt weird because I was like, I can't believe I'm like actually rooting for. You're rooting for Lucifer. Lucifer right now. But you that's what the show Lucifer. does too. But it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and it's funny. It's got some like funny moments too. So I've cried. I've laughed. This is one that I'm going to have to, I, I think out of the, the, the first three that you've given, I think this is the one that I'm going to have to check out as Lucifer. You should. Because I recommended the show to another person and they started watching it and they're just obsessed as I they're am obsessed. now. So check it out. They were obsessed with Vampire Diaries as they well. They were not. Oh, okay. Yes, and this is a dude. This is good So for it's me not then. just like one of those shows that right. most girls like. Right. I feel like Vampire Diaries is more like directed toward women. Lucifer yeah. can be anybody's show. Except for Coach Al Hartman. No offense. Who? Coach Al Hartman. He, uh, guilty pleasure of his is he's obsessed with the Vampire Diaries. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, I, I can't blame him. No. That's my show. No. Um, all right, so number seven, I think you've seen, Yeah, right? number seven, uh, that's going to be Space Force. Uh, Steve Carell was in this one as well. I, I think the uh, premise of this show was to mimic uh, you know, Donald Trump invoking the new Space Force um, into the branches of the military, United so States military. Steve Carell, is it a funny show? Yeah, it's, uh, it is definitely a, um, I, I think you would call it um, one of those gag shows. Because it's meant to be kind of like funny humor. It's meant to be kind of serious, but it's also funny humor. Steve Carell. Is it like The Office? Mm, No. Okay. Because I'm thinking he's in that and that's serious, but funny. Imagine Steve Carell playing Mike Pence. Okay. Does he? In that show? Or is it just similar? His character is not, but yes. I mean, you look at at his visual description. Yes. It's Mike freaking Pence. Maybe I'll have to check this out then. No, it's stupid. It's stupid. I love stupid humor. We've talked about this. No, listen, this is, this is a whole new level. And I am, my favorite movie growing up was Tommy Boy. So I have an appreciation for a level of stupid humor. Oh yeah. This one, I don't think I actually finished. Really? I'm surprised it's so high on the list. I mean, it's got 40 million streams this year. It was one of those that came out during quarantine. So I mean, everyone was just bored. You're bored. Yeah. Oh, poor Steve Carell. I know. Love that man. I, Maybe, I hate season a flop. Maybe it's just your opinion. Maybe there's a lot of people that like it. I would be curious to find out. So you would suggest me not watching it? I would suggest you watching it just to watch the first like two or three episodes. Just to see. Just so you can see the similarities and, and just gauge whether or not this is what the directors and producers of this were going for. It wouldn't be surprising if it was. If it was, I mean, it just kind of uh, puts more of it like, you know, then there's an angle behind it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll check though. it out if I. I'm still trying to get through some other shows right now. Uh, but, which one you got next? Well, number five is a show. No, it's number six. Sorry, number show is called number number, number show. show. Number six is called Never Have I Ever. Never have 40 I. Forty million streams. Um, I did watch this, but I'm not gonna lie. I kind of had to just look it up to remember what it's about. Because it was kind of a really stupid teen show that I watched in quarantine out of boredom. And I would probably, if I had to give it stars, I'd give it like two and a half out of five. Like well, it wasn't that great. I mean, I would always give the non-drinking game of Never Have I Ever probably four out of five stars. But the drinking game Never Have I Ever, that is always Well, this five. is about, oh, sorry, what? Five out of five. For, for the game? Never Have I Ever. Well, this is about three teens. Okay. Um, and they're like in high school. It's your classic like high school kind of funny show about growing up and like Is trying this to become about an the adult. first generation American Indian teenager. Yes, yes, I've actually and seen I will say, some uh, uh, trailers for it. It's kind of good. 
but yeah. it's kind of bad at the same time. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, there was bad part of me in... that just, like, didn't want to watch anymore, but I was invested, so I keep... Because like, it's real or, or well, what? Well, you know, it's that classic, she's in love with a guy who's way more popular than her, so she's doing everything in her power to get him to like her, and then she ends up, like, realizing the guy that's her enemy also has a crush on her, and, like... Her other girlfriends are going through stuff. Like, the one is realizing that she's a lesbian. So there's that whole coming out. Like, it's basically these three girls in high school and just, like, what high schoolers deal with. But it's supposed to be funny and relatable. But, like, maybe it's because I was 26 and watching it and I just, like, was far enough removed that I didn't find it as relatable anymore. Not I don't connected know. to this yeah, generation Yeah, but I will say schoolers. a lot of people seem to like it. And looking it up, it has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy because I feel like a lot of... Rotten Tomatoes shows and movies get rated pretty poorly. Yeah, um, it also has real. an eight out of ten on IMDb. So that's, people, that's, people liked uh, it. It's definitely but, worth the watch. Like I, guess. I said, two and a half out of five for me. I, I'll make sure that uh, on the other side of the New Year, folks, um, these lists of ten, I at least crack at least six of them and, and see if I can watch them. I'll give you some ratings as we we'll go. <laughs> Those will be on the, the social media sites. All right. I have seen the next one, too. Only a little bit of. I know you've seen it. Absolutely. The Umbrella Academy. I said that strange. The Umbrella Academy. Um, This is actually specifically season two, though. Um, But it had 43 million streams this year. I didn't make it to season two. I only watched like three episodes of season one because I didn't really like the show. Really? People seem to love it. I mean, this is a show about a dysfunctional family of adopted uh, sibling superheroes who reunite to solve the mystery of their father's death. So there's kind of this, you know, mystery story going along in the start of like the season one. So season two kind of builds on that a Mm -hmm. little bit more. Um I would say this is almost kind of like uh like the English version of um our X-Men, you know, or really? like the DC Marvels, right? Because uh, if you think about it, this Umbrella Academy, you know, they're all a bunch of cheeky fellas. And no offense to that, but they are they're a bunch of cheeky fellas. And they kind of resemble our Americanized, uh, our Americanized superheroes. You know, maybe I should give this another try. The Umbrella show. Academy, yeah. Because I feel like if you like it, I'll probably like it. It's different. I, I think I stopped because there was just, I was, I think I was watching other shows at the time too. And I just kind of watched out of boredom one day, like, oh, what is this? I keep hearing about it. And there was just a lot going on in the first couple episodes because they're kind of like setting the scene of what to expect. And it's I was just kind of, of like, what? There are so many characters. Time travel is involved. Like all these people have like magic abilities or whatever. And I was just like, Ugh. I just, I, I feel like there's so much superhero stuff out there that I was like, okay, here's another one. But it's so popular. Maybe I should give it another give it another go. I don't I, know. I think it's one of those that uh, you're going to have to. But uh, the next one on our list, this one's a good one. Ratched. Or is it? <laughs> I don't even know. It's a good one. Have you heard of this show? Because I have not. Yeah, because you know who's in this, actually. And I was Googling it while you were wrapping up talking about uh, the Umbrella Academy. Uh-huh. But Sarah Paulson's in this. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure if you know anything about her. But yeah. American Horror Story. Oh, for sure. She is phenomenal at that. So... The, is it called Ratched or Ratched? Ratched. Are you sure? I would love to believe it's Ratched. I'm going to be honest. I feel embarrassed, but I've literally never heard of this show. And when I was writing the title down to talk about it, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right. But it had 48 million streams, and I'm just shocked. Like, where has this show been? Because I don't know how it made number four, and I've never even heard of it. No. But Sarah Paulson, I feel like she's such a good actress that it's got to be good. You know how sometimes you just base movies and shows. If you know someone's in it, you're like, I'll probably like it. 
I feel yes. like that's kind of what's going on here. Well, this one is based off of um, they they basically made a television series of a character uh, from Ken Casey's 1962 novel. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. So if you've ever written that book or you know read that book, you already know that there is some seriously mind-joggling uh, things that happen in that book. So you can already infer what this TV show would be like. It, it in a sense is like a uh, American horror stories taking out of the American horror stories context and put into mm-hmm. this ratchet, ratched. However, we're gonna yeah, say it. Whatever. <laughs> it is a ratchet word. Maybe it is ratchet. It's wretched. I, wretched, ratchet, <laughs> ratched. I've never heard Someone of ratched before. So this is Some, grownish, folks. Sometimes I feel really smart, and then other times I'm like, ooh. Then someone throws a ratchet at you, and yeah, you're like, like oh, my goodness. What? Okay. Really? Well, number three. Too three. hot to handle. 51 million streams. Have you heard of the show, Josh? I've never heard of this okay. show before. I have not watched it, but my sister has. And let me give you the lowdown. Basically... They're, the way I understood it, they take all these really hot singles, put them on like some island or some like like resort or whatever, and basically they get more money if they don't do stuff together. That's right. It's nasty. <laughs> it's a naughty show. People are nasty. It's number three. They need to stop watching this stuff. Just kidding. It would probably be really good. But it's basically <laughs> like it's basically like The Bachelor on steroids because it's like, oh, you made out. Like you don't get the money then. Like you you only get the money if you resist these like other hot singles. Basically, hey, someone needs to find. I Tim feel like Tebow. you would fail at the show. Me? Yes. Why would I fail? Because you're just like you're no. You're out there dating. I feel like you're a flirt. I feel like you would flirt too hard and then you'd lose all your money. Yeah. Like let's but, be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's a, that's a fair point. All right. Next. <laughs> I will say, though, so this was really funny. Um, sometimes I let my sisters use my Netflix account um, because oh, they're boy. young and they poor. And I mean, I'm poor, too, but I have a little bit more money than they do. And so sometimes they'll, there will be like a recently watched under my Netflix. And I'm like, what is this? I didn't watch this. And this show, pop- this is the reason I know about it, because it popped up. And the cover for the show was a girl... In a thong bikini with her backside to you. And I was like, what who what were they watching? Like literally it said Excuse in your me? most recently viewed shows. And I'm like, who was watching this on my account? <laughs> what did I just say? What, what is going a on? A nasty here? show, America. Hey, okay. Well, parents, make sure you keep your uh, children's eyes a little closed <laughs> while they're watching that one. All right. <laughs> all right. Number two, I feel like define 2020. It did. This, this show was 2020. I was captivated, folks. Tiger King, 64 million streams. If you have not watched this, which unfortunately you're going to find out here, uh, someone who's close to us has not watched it. Um, but this is one of those. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those shows. You're just baffled. I didn't watch it. You you either just turned it on to Netflix right when it came out and had no idea what the show was about, like myself. Literally, just it, it dove did you into just it. click it? Clicked it. It was okay. the first day it came out. Had no idea. I saw idea. it too and I was like, uh, what the heck is this? No watch way. It. Watch it. I watched it and my mind. It was Folks, just. It was, I still have yet to see it. It was mind boggling. Um, one, because you just didn't know the authentic, like if this was real, like what is this? And then like after you watch the show, you're you're literally Googling all of the stuff that's happening on there and finding out it's real. And this Carol Paskins girl. I mean, it's like, where do you begin? You, you you focus so much on the Tiger King himself, but then you have a murder along the way of a gal who's like <laughs> basically chopping up her husband and feeding them. <laughs> it was he, never proven, though, right? He's either flown. You, she either flew his ass out of the window over the Gulf of Mexico or chopped him up and, and fed him to the, the tigers that she's taking care of. So, I mean, and that's only that's only two characters. 
there is over 12 folks that are in this show that have backstories along the way. It's it's unbelievable. It's one of those things you you, you need to watch for the historical value in this. Because it will be history Look, at some point in time. Okay, I don't know what it is about that show, but I just can't. Either, I've been like, it's weird. I thought about clicking it a couple <laughs> times, and I like, I gotta press the button, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not watching it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm just like, like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was huge. I just like didn't watch it because I didn't want to like take part. Either. Like I didn't want to be involved in that. I didn't watch Game of and Thrones, and so I felt the same way about Tiger King because I swear. Like, that show came out of nowhere, no one watched it, and then all of a sudden everyone watched it, and, like, no one would shut up talking about it. And I was like, I don't want to watch it now, because everyone's talking about it, it so much. It was that baffling, though. Ugh. The stuff that and happened in there. Carol Baskin went on Dancing with the Stars. She's stupid for that. I- I'm so sorry to, to, to discredit someone or throw names out that, but that was dumb. Can we talk about serious? the fact that her husband's family put out a ad like, they aired it during the show, Dancing with the Stars, yes. during the commercial, saying that they're still looking for him. Yes. And then it was, like, went back to the programming, and it was Carol Baskin. Like, oh, God. That's like, you know they think she's guilty. Burn ever. Well, and the latest development on that is, and this was, like, two months ago, they actually found, uh, they had one of their dogs hit on scents in the river. So they are getting very close to maybe finding some human remains of Carol Baskin's something husband. about her, you know, when you just see Ex-husband, like scary people and like something about their eyes, like they just look crazy. She's that's crazy, how I feel about her. She's a crazy looking woman. She just like she's got that gleam in her eye that she like knows something. If I saw if it, if it's her and I in an alleyway, I'm turning around and walking away. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm well, not looking, not walking towards that. Crazy maybe shit. at some point, I just at some something point about the to. craziness of Tiger King just turned me off. Like I just didn't want to like be part of it well maybe allow yourself to become numb to turning on turning off and just watch it just for if anything the the, historical value well no i feel like (laughs) honestly and maybe the listeners will agree here i feel like we're gonna have to on the other side of this new year maybe do a little recap and say some of these shows that we did not we're gonna have to watch yeah and give a little recap about wow how wrong were we on that yeah i Uh, feel like you need to watch love is blind only if you watch the tiger king and you need to watch Lucifer. But Love is Blind for sure. If you watch just... Tiger King, I will watch one of these. <sighs> I guess. Or Tit for Tat. You give me a show to watch. As long as you watch Tiger King, I will watch whatever you tell okay. me. You wanna watch... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to watch Vampire Diaries? Absolutely. There's a, lot to... Watch... There's a lot to commit. There's eight seasons, like 20 episodes per season. It's crazy. Well, judging upon our conversation here, I... it seems like there's a lot uh, for you to commit to with Look, uh, the Tiger King. So... True. True. I feel like it's a good trade-off. Vampire Diaries for Tiger King. No, it's Love is Blind for Tiger King, because you need to come brush up on this love story. (laughs) It's crazy. I follow some of them on Instagram now. Okay, we're going back. (laughs) I know. I know. We're getting off topic. Okay, we're we're going to number one now. And I never watched this show either, but I feel like you said you did. Money Heist. This is a good one. Season four, it topped 65 million streams. Absolutely. It's a uh, criminal mastermind show who goes on. Uh, they have the professor. They pull off one of the biggest heists in recorded history. Prints of billion euros in the Royal Mint of Spain. So you can already tell that this is very cultured throughout Europe. Um, it takes place in several different countries, including Spain. Uh, but it's, um, it's. I don't know if you'd call it a series because technically it's a mini series. There's mm-hmm. not a full season. there. I think there's like four episodes that initially came out there. They were done in parts. Um, but uh, it's like the Italian job put into a TV sh- series. Uh, a less fun, and I'm not sure if you've ever seen the Italian job. No. 
Italian job was the one where they had the Mini Coopers and the uh, they're doing bank heists pretty much, uh, mm. driving around in all the Mini Coopers. Um, but basically, they took the, the the premise of that show and made it into a, a Netflix series. Um, granted, the first episode was done in 2017, so this has been a long time coming. But you know, again, it's amazing to see just how long it takes for some of these trends over in Europe to finally make it here. Because this is one of those shows that was kind of a bigger thing. It was actually on television over there hmm. in Europe before it hit the Netflix stream. So, yeah. Doesn't really sound like my cup of tea, but it sounds cool. I just I, don't I'm, think I would get into it. Maybe not. I mean, getting to know you, and again, you know, for anyone out there that's doing a podcast together, you, you do get to know your partner in, in a different type of way, which is, is it's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm kind of fortunate here that, I, you know, I like the person that I'm, I'm getting to do this with. So, but yeah, I don't think that this one would be for you. Okay. Eh? It's and okay. I'm That's not okay. Not everything. Tiger right. King's not for me either, but I still might watch it just for you. Yes, but, but I wouldn't make you sit there and watch four seasons okay. of Money Eyes. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess before we go to break, is there anything else you want to add about 2020? I mean, hey, it's been fun. Has it? Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. Look, if you had, like, if you like white knuckling driving in the wintertime <laughs> when it's a blizzard out there, that's what 2020's kind of been like. You know, white oh, knuckling, yeah. driving down. You can only see six inches in front of your face. It felt yeah. like a fever dream I wasn't escaping. But <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's the worst. There, there was some good stuff along the way, but basically, I, I am ready for 2021. Let's I'm bring excited. it on. New I'm year. Excited. I hate the saying, new year, new me, but... New year, new America is how it should be. I'm over. I'm over everything that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the other side of this break, it sounds like we're going to really dive into what 2021 and all these New Year's uh, festivities are going to look like, huh? That's right. Stay with us. Welcome back. Now, since we've covered 2020, I guess let's just jump forward and right into 2021. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I am. Like I said I'm earlier, I'm nervous. To you're nervous. Say, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I'm a nervous to even head into 2021. I mean, hopefully, it's nothing like 2020. I want to say. Let's knock on wood here. I'm knocking a lot of wood here. I want to say it's got to be better. But you never know. It's yeah. going to be better than 2020. That's what I want to say. But like, knock on wood because I feel like I'm going to say that and then I'm going to screw us over and the aliens are going to invade the earth because what else is left? We're going to find another monolith <laughs> somewhere around here, huh? I swear that's aliens too. Um, but yeah, so... Conspiracy episode. Don't we, worry, it's we need We need to do a conspiracy episode because <laughs> I can go all day about this crazy can't stuff. can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, but let's, let's talk New Year's resolutions okay. because it's the beginning of a new year. Everyone's making them. You know, gyms are full of everyone who's going to taper out and phase away by like mid-March. <laughs> People are buying their produce right now, getting ready to eat healthy, eat yeah. clean. It's going to last a week or two. But yeah, New Year's resolutions. I got to ask first, how do you feel about them? Like, what do you what do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Good, bad? You know, that's what I was going to I was gonna ask you is, uh, what's your definition of a New Year's resolution? Is My, it something you do? Is it something you say? Is it an action? Anything so, to better yourself. Anything's to better yourself. So I guess we could we could jump forward. I was going to cover this in a little bit, but I guess we can jump forward and just talk about what most people do for their resolutions first. Oh, we could we could spend a little time. We can we could talk about it a little bit, you know, before we dive into there. Well, just out if of you curiosity, want, if you want right a definition, 
Well, I mean, I don't want the definition. I look up the Webster's, you know, in the dictionary. I just want to know what my co-host, my cohort, you know, over here is saying. You know, how does she feel about the resolutions? I, I, if you, you ask me first, I mean, I go ahead and tell you how I feel. I feel like they're a good way to put like a chalkboard goal up in front of you on the board as kind of like, uh, you know, a beacon, a mm-hmm. beacon of hope. Do you ever watch The Great Gatsby? Oh, yeah. It's like the light that's at the end of the dock. Okay. okay. Gatsby's staring at that light. I hate that you're using Gatsby in relation to New Year's resolutions because it's one thing I hate and one thing I love together. What? I just, you hate New Year's? I love Gatsby. It's my favorite book. Oh, my gosh. It's my favorite. Oh, it's the best. Yes. Something about it just gives me chills. Yes. But my I hate has... resolutions. Ah, and so okay. you can't use that to compare. That's, that's fair. It's okay. If it works for you, that's what we're <laughs> yeah. doing. I'm using my works. own biases. <laughs> the analogy worked there. Okay? Um, it is, though. I mean, for me, at least, yeah. it feels like it's a beacon. And I guess that kind of goes with what you said your definition of resolution is. Because for you, it seems it's like a year-end goal. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been a, I'm going to change this to better my life. Like, ah. I know in years past, um, I've never really been like, a, I'm going to work out more. Because up until like the past year, I actually used to work out quite a bit. So that was never really something that I was like trying to start a new year, new goal kind of thing. But Last year, I wanted to read more. I guess not last year, but in 2020, that was like one of my goals. I also had a goal of saving more money. Well, that didn't really work out because coronavirus. Um, and that basically had impacted everyone's paycheck. Right. Um, but maybe that could be a goal for 2021. I don't know yet. But for me, it's always been like, how can I change myself even a little bit better? Like even a little bit to make my year better than the last year. And I feel like that's the way a lot of people look at it. Um, but I've always kind of disliked them. And I think it's because people get so hung up on the resolution that they quit pretty quickly because for them, they always want to make it an immediate change. Right. And I have learned the hard way when you try to change something drastic immediately, you almost always give up because it's too much at once. And so, like, for example, people who turn into marathon runners, the most successful people, they start by walking. And then they'll walk like a block or two and then they walk a mile and then you next thing you know, they're running the mile and then they're running two miles. So they start slow. You can't start running a a marathon by just getting out there and running a marathon. Obviously, you have to do stuff first to get to that point. And I feel like resolutions just always get dropped by 90 percent of America because they just look at the big picture immediately. So 2020 tried to do something different with that. But it still didn't really work out. But I honestly blame the pandemic. I feel like a lot of people's plans didn't work out. Um. And that was mostly just saving money. I wanted to start a podcast. That was a year goal for me. Uh I mean, hey, it ended up happening, but it's not how I wanted it to happen originally. It worked out better. Like, I'm glad we're where we are now. This is actually better than my original plan. But in January, I was actually planning on having a podcast on my own, and that got halted. So basically, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But all my plans ended up fizzling out, and I was kind of bummed for a while. And hey, it ended up working out, and I'm actually happier with a podcast with two people than I would have been by myself. But it's just crazy because it's like, it was kind of a proof to me that resolutions just aren't really a thing because you don't know what's going to come down the road. And so it's really, I don't know. I feel like I'm just babbling, but do you get what I'm saying? I do. I do. I feel like New Year's resolutions are for those who, and don't take this the wrong way and don't think of me as an asshole, (laughs) but uh, I feel like New Year's resolutions are for those who don't have intermediate, short-term, long-term life goals. Yeah, or they have them and they don't know how to actually start. Like people who want to lose a lot of mu- or lose a lot of weight, 
their life goal in the long term is to like be say 100 pounds lighter than they are now but then the uh, resolutions but, is just to like work out more but there's no specific it's just work out more i feel like the weight thing though that's a different type of resolution that's one of those things that i feel like that's that's a perfect time to like maybe start uh you know a, a resolution like that i don't know and i don't want to seem like i'm the guy that's talking out of both sides of my mouth right now but um I, for me personally i just feel like new year's resolutions are, are a little bit gimmicky i agree i feel like they're gimmicky and i feel like people just like like I said, working out, I mean, I used to be a big frequenter of the gym. Yeah. Like, I would go almost every day. And you would notice in January, it was so busy, you could barely use the stuff that you wanted to use because everyone was there to better their life. And I was, like, never going to judge them because I was happy people were going to the gym. But by March, it was, was empty done. again. I don't know. And I, I didn't make it to see March. I mean, we got sent home in quarantine. I was at the gym as well. And I, I, I said, screw that. It was just way too many folks out there. But you're right, though. You, you got to see... All walks of life. You watch it fizzle out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, I don't know. For me, I used to make resolutions when I was young. You You're a kid. It's kind of it's kind of ironic. I don't. I know we've kind of gotten off topic a little bit, and that's mostly my fault. But uh, you know, looking at some of these, this is kind of a perfect reflection of what America is, at least our generation, right? So we get these New Year's resolutions, like as you say, they start in January, and by March, they're gone. That's that fight or flight instinct that I feel like is in all of us in our age group mm-hmm. here is that if it's hard work, forget about it. It's not worth it. If it's going to take me longer than four, four or five months to get there or get to it, forget about it. That is a little bit troublesome. So when we start talking about New Year's resolutions, it almost feels like that's the next fad that's just going to fade away because mm-hmm. we're already having enough time, hard enough time you know, trying to accomplish some of these things, let alone you know, stay uh, consistent with it. It's weird. It is weird. And it's just weird that it's become part of our culture. I feel like it's so common at the beginning of every new year. Everyone's like, so what's your resolution? And I'm always like, I don't know. Okay. I just want to be a better me, I guess. I don't, I try not to make too many goals. Cause like the thing is like, I don't want to disappoint myself too. Cause I feel like if I don't follow through with it, like I wanted to, then I'm disappointed. Like, okay, for example, I can't blame the pandemic on this one. I wanted to start reading more at 2020 and I actually was doing well for a while. I had a goal of reading a book a month because I actually don't read that much. So for me, a book a month was like quite a bit. I used to read a ton, really a ton. And like, I just got away from it. The older I've gotten, I've gotten a lot busier, um, obviously with the Such job life, and man. I mean, it's, it's life, but it's, it's one of those habits I wanted to bring back. Not even a habit, more of just a hobby. Yeah. Um, and so I started with a book a month and I think I got, two done in January. I ended up reading two books that month. And I think February I read a third. So I was already three oh. months, three books in. Here we are in December. I've read like five books. Okay. So between that time, I've read like two more books the rest of the year. And I would say, you know, like everything else, all my other goals, I'm like, well, the pandemic happened. Well, I have no excuse because we were stuck at home. So I could have been reading. No, 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 no. But think about it. It's a different time, right? I mean, the pandemic time, I I don't know. I don't think that you have any reason to sit there and say, oh, you know, I could have been this or could have been that, because honestly, I feel like that's what everyone got stuck in. Yeah. And maybe if there ever was, like we started out this show, maybe there ever was a mulligan year. Maybe this is the year for the mulligan on uh, resolutions. Yeah. So I think going into 2021, I'm not going to use the term resolution because I hate it. Like you said, it seems gimmicky. Yeah. But I do have a goal. I still want to start reading more if I can. And I actually have a lot of books um, that I have stacked up that I just haven't touched yet. I joined at the beginning of 2020, I joined the book of the month club and they send you a book in the mail every month. 
Yeah. And well, it's actually really cool. Have you ever heard of this? No. But okay. I'm a little disappointed because Brooklyn's Book Club never got off the ground. But okay. <laughs> she's already been part of a club all along. Well, let guys. me just tell you. All along. You can't just throw up Brooklyn's Book Club without explaining. <laughs> okay. So at the beginning of 2020, Josh had this excellent idea that yeah, I good. should start a book club to like promote on air during my morning show or whatever and have our listeners read a book with me every month. But my, my point was I didn't read enough to keep up with the book club. It well, I don't because look, here we resolution. are. No, no, because then I would have, okay. I don't like reading if I'm forced to read. Okay. So a book, book club, club, I would have had to read like a certain amount of pages a day or a week to keep up with the club. And I would have felt like it was homework. And for those who don't know Brooklyn yet, uh, she is definitely, she has enough integrity that spark notes would not do. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, because I don't want to look like a fool if I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I didn't join that, but I did sign up for the book of the month. Okay. And it's a website, and you pay $15 a month, mm-hmm. and they send you five books to choose from, and they're all different genres. Like, there'll be, like, a biography, there'll be some fiction, there's nonfiction. Like, there's a bunch of different books to choose from, and you choose the book that you think sounds the most interesting, and then they'll send it to you, and then they do that oh, every wow. month. And if you don't, want to get a book that month you can skip and they won't charge you so it's actually really cool this isn't an ad by the way but like i'm a super big fan of book of the month club so i joined that and i've been skipping lately because i haven't caught up with the books that i i ordered so i have all these books that came from the book of the month club just sitting on my shelf collecting dust right now i know you have to blow the dust off girl but speaking of blowing the dust off I think it's time to blow the dust off this top 10's uh, New Year's. You know, we were kind of teasing a little bit of some of the folks that uh, do these New Year's yeah. resolutions. Uh, I see that you've compiled a beautiful list of 10, a top 10 list, that is. And where else would you get it from? GoSkills.com. Yeah, all I did was Google. I, I got to be honest here. I just Googled top New Year's resolutions, and that was the first website that popped up. So I don't know how reliable they are, but it seems legit to me. I was prepared to go the distance with this GoSkills.com. I've never heard of that website in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So I just had a disclaimer here. I typed in what you just promoted, and it said, here's a website with the top 10. And I said, okay, let's take it. Because it seemed legit. Well, GoSkills, here's your shot. So here's your your list of top 10 resolutions, and I'll just go down them. Exercise more, which we've mentioned. Lose weight. I feel like those kind of go hand in hand, but not necessarily. Uh, Get organized. Learn a new skill or a hobby. Yeah, yeah. Spend more money or spend less money. I don't know how many people are making a resolution about spending more money. Yeah, that seems counterproductive. Yeah, but no, get out of here. Um, quit smoking. Okay. Spend more time with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Travel more and read more. And those all seem like pretty legit things that I've heard from a lot of different people. Like when you ask, I feel like a lot of people answer with something on this list. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think I started out this new year with, for me at least, was I did want to travel more. And even though quarantine kind of put a damper on that, mm-hmm. I mean, I've already told you the story. I mean, I took like that first like two or three weeks. One of the weeks I went up to uh, northern Michigan just on a whim. Yeah. Literally. And so I would like to say that even though this year has been a quarantine type of year, I've been smart about traveling, meaning I'm not just going out there with a party or with like five or six people. I bring a mask with me and wear it when I need to. Mm-hmm. But I've taken advantage of like traveling and seeing some of the things that I've wanted to see. So with the travel, I, yeah, but. I still think it's just too risky right now. I think it's pretty you risky know? right now. I will say, though, 
if you're going to buy plane tickets for something, even if it's a year in advance, right now is a great time to do them because I heard the plane ticket prices are just like down so low because no one's traveling. Right. But um, yeah, I've never really traveled that much, but I feel like that should always be on someone, everyone's list. Like get out there. Even if you're not leaving the country, just like go see something you haven't seen before. Yeah. I mean, f- folks, I mean, we are in uh, an area, you know, Indiana, where we got Illinois and, and Michigan right there. We got Lake Michigan right in our backyard. It is honestly one of the most amazing. If you've never, if you and Tim have never taken a trip around the west side of Michigan along Lake Michigan, you guys need to hmm. this summer. You guys need to find a way. And I think uh, little William here would be old enough that he might be able to go on that. Maybe. That would be a lot of fun for you guys. Put it in my idea book for Absolutely. next year. Hopefully, we'll be able to travel without many restrictions next year as things die down. So again, as Josh always does, gets on a tangent. I saw travel more, and that just brought up no, uh, it's okay. The traveling um, aspect. Have you ever done any other of these resolutions, or at least had them as a as a goal that were on this list that I mentioned? Yeah. Um, so I mean, exercising more. It's one of those things. Uh, I think that's all of us do. I mean, I, I'm sure. Did you play sports in, in school at all? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're you're a former athlete as well. So, I mean, that's one of those things that after being an athlete, you know, you start to lose that athletic body in some form of way. And it's always a little bit of a shock to you. So, uh, yeah, you definitely always try to up the ante with the exercising more a little bit. But um, What I wouldn't give to have my senior year body back. Mm, swim team, Absolutely. I was fit. And I didn't you even, you know too? what's crazy? I was on the swim team. Would you swim? And- um, back, backstroke and freestyle mostly, but I did okay. a lot of like, um, what's the word for it? Relays. Relays. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, I did a lot of the relays, but I also did a hundred free and a hundred backstroke. Those were, I was a good sprinter. Nice. I did 50 and hundred free. I didn't know you swam. Yeah, freshman hey. summer. That's what okay. I'm talking about. I so. did sophomore through senior year. Oh, wow. Okay. That's I was like. Dedicated. I, I, I don't want to brag, but I was one of the best ones on my swim team by my senior year. It was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. And at the time, I didn't really, like, think about how fit I was. But as I've gotten, like, older and squishier, you know, like, you start to, you gain that, like, (laughs) you know, your adult weight. (laughs) I look back and I was like, damn, I was fit. Like, (laughs) I didn't even realize, like, oh. Well, swimming, though, one of those things was with the off-land or the uh, off-water training. We called it dry Dry land. land. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Dry land. I just didn't want to throw that out there for the folks who didn't know about that. And we had to do, like, P90X kind of style. Oh, my God, yes. And then so you would do swimming. And we had, like, two days. So we would, like, swim in the morning. What time was your morning practice? Um, Okay, so it seemed really early. But, yeah, it was, like, 5.15. But now I get up earlier for work. But at the time, like... You, you know, you're in high school. Swim season was always in the winter. So you'd get up and it was like 4.30 in the morning in November and you'd have to drive to school and then jump in a pool. And it was like 30 degrees outside. Yes. And I would walk because our pool, our natatorium was just across the street from our high school. So then I would get out of this pool and dry off and go to school. And by the, like just the walk between the natatorium into high school, my hair was like frozen. Oh my god! Because it was wet. It was just a hot mess. And then I would like do that in the morning. And then after class... After school ended, then I'd have practice in dryland again. So, like, by the time I, like, got home for the day, I'd worked out, like, two and a half times. Like, it was crazy. And you were just done. Oh, done. my God. I would done. sleep so hard. Absolutely. I would be out at 7 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. I was so, so Was fit, your though. pool at least uh, heated? No. Neither Yours was? was? I. Oh, okay. Was I was I. about to be so jealous. No, there was something awful about swimming in a pool. It was not heated. I will never forget. This is totally off topic, but I have to share this. So we had a bunch of lifeguards at our pool, and a lot of them were like high schoolers like us. They're just working part-time jobs, but 
occasionally they would have someone pretend to drown. So like someone had to jump in and save them just to like give them practice and make sure they were alert. One time I got selected to be like the pretend drowner. It was so wild. <laughs> like they were literally like pretend you're drowning. And I was like, okay. And it, like, the thing is like when you're in the swim team, like they're not going to believe that you're drowning. Like oh, I swim for a freaking sport. Like obviously I'm not going to be drowning, but it was just like crazy. So and I don't know ask, why I'm telling you this, but let me ask you this. What was your uh, default floating position? Were you on the back? Were you on the, were you, you for know. drowning? Yeah. Oh, I was thrashing around like I was oh, I was like straight up struggling. Okay. She they jumped in up. and threw the little life ring around me and took me to the edge. And then I was like. Did you go full limp once they like had a yeah. I had to like be like give them my whole body weight. So they had to like carry me <laughs> on the pool. It was crazy. She had her uh, Baywatch moment. Or they would like come up to you and be like, we're going to throw a baby doll in the in the lane that you're swimming. Act like you don't see it. Because like it was a test to see if the lifeguards would see it. So like if the baby doll was in there, they had to like. Make everyone stop and jump in and save it. So, like, okay. sometimes I'd be swimming and there'd be just, like, a baby doll on the ground and they would have to, like, it was crazy. David Hasselhoff say, I got you. It was, <laughs> it was a crazy time. I know we're, like, super off topic, but <laughs> I miss I miss swim season, man. That was so fun. Oh, man, it was a lot of work. Best shape we've ever been. I that. know. Okay, so. What about you? I, I know that uh, the last question that you asked me that was on topic was uh, <laughs> about uh, what of these, uh, you know, top tens have I taken part in? What about you, though? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Well, obviously, I wanted to save money. That didn't work out, but um, I don't know. I I wanted to read more. I wanted to save more money. I feel like I've wanted to get organized. I think it was last year that I was like, I'm going to do all these things to my house and organize. And I actually ended up doing the things I wanted to do, but it took me like nine months to get there. Yeah, you know, but I did them. Nine months is three months in 2021. Because when Tim and I moved into our house, we moved in September of 2019. And you know when you move into a new house, well, I don't yes. I don't know if you've been there, but like it takes so many, bo- like, it's just so much. It's a process. It's I don't a think lot. you're actually finally done moving into a house until it takes forever. three months after the fact. And so one of the rooms just turned into one of our catch-all rooms. Like we literally like... I would just shut the door when people came over and then like when people weren't around, I would just have it open and like anytime I didn't know what to do with something, I would just like put it in there. Just so it was just like, it was just a room. And I was, William would want to go in there and like play and I'd be like, uh, I don't just get out because I don't know what's in there. You're going to step on something. <laughs> like it was such a mess. And so one of my goals for 2020 was to like organize and clean that room out. And I finally did, but it took like, I think I, you know what? This is funny. I think I did it because my best friend was visiting from North Carolina and I didn't want her to judge me, even though I know she won't judge me because like she's my best friend. But at the same time, I was like, she can't see this room. Like we have to clean it. She couldn't have that judgment. You know uh, how like people are coming over. Yeah. And you're like freaking out. Even though those people. Oh my God. Do you not relate to that? Not really. I mean, yeah, I got to make sure the house is clean and stuff, but I'm not going to go over the top. I will vacuum the vents. I feel like you're you're vacuuming the wall. She's got the Swiffer mop on the corners everywhere. The cobwebs have got to be gone. I will clean the ceiling fans. I will put a vacuum hose up to the vents, suck out all she the dust She ran the Home Depot, grabbed the uh, the shot vac, and she is literally performing <laughs> an HVAC clean out herself, folks. The days I just get, like, I, I'm either all in or all out. Like, when I clean, <laughs> I am blasting music, and I am scrubbing on my hands and knees, or I'm not cleaning at all, and the house is wrecked. Like, there's really no in-between. One time, Brooklyn asked me, she goes... Josh, you kind of seem like you're either the guy that's either 100% one way or 100% the other way. And now I see why we get along so well. We really are part of the same cloth <laughs> cut out, my girl. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. So, yeah, I got my organize- organization done, but it took me almost a whole year. Wow. Okay. Well, that was enlightening. <laughs> 
This is the part in time. It's our favorite part in time. We get to tease our next episode. And the next one's coming up is a special one. It's episode number six. My favorite number of all times. Actually, fun fact. It's the only tattoo that I have on me is a number six. Because in police code, it means, what? I got your back. So if I say I got you six, it means I got your back. So for this sixth episode, hey, what could we do? We're going to have to take it to the throwback, huh? Oh, Yeah, she likes clever. what I did. Yeah, she likes what I did there. Okay, but the throwback episode's coming up. You got anything for that? I mean, we'll have to see. Oh, she's not even going to tell me anything. It's a all. tease on a tease. It's a tease on a tease. A cliffhanger on a cliff. Hang it. All right, stay with us. Okay. Welcome back. It's time to promote what you can expect to hear on our next week's episode of Grownish. And we're going to introduce a few new segments to the show that we're hoping to stick around and maybe make a weekly segment. We don't know yet. We're going to test it out and see how it goes. And those are going to be stuff you should know and things that make us happy. So I'm excited to do that. Those both sound wholesome, don't they? Stuff yeah. you should know. Feels like we're giving back to our listeners a little bit with providing some useful information. Mm-hmm. And then on the uh, what makes us happy, I think we're kind of shedding a light onto uh, maybe what makes us who we are. Yeah, and, it, and that could be anything and everything, like things that make us happy year-round, or maybe something that's happening right now that we're just super into and want to share it with everybody else. So just to give the listeners a little bit of a taste, is there anything that strikes you right now from either one of those lists that maybe you could tease a little bit? Hmm. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but I read something about apples that's really tripping me up lately. Apples? Yes, apples. And I don't know if anyone's a big fruit eater out there, but I will say I eat an apple a day. You know that that phrase, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? How does that work for you? I haven't been to the doctor in a while, so that's it's good. working out. That's good. But I love apples. They're one of my favorites. And I read something that really disturbed me Uh-oh. about apples. So tune in next week because I'll tell you all about it. Even I have no idea what she is talking about, so I'm nervous for that one. We'll this is going to be exciting. Yeah. In addition to the segments, we're going to play a little game. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what game it is, but just to change things up a little in the podcast, we're going to do something that we have never done before and just play a game to get to know each other better and then also for our listeners to get to know us a little better. So I think it's going to be a good episode. Are we going to start incorporating games as we go? Hey, I'm down for it if you are. Oh, man, I'm game. So was this your thought? This is your game? Yes. And it's something that I used to play all the time when I was a kid with my friends. And we always thought it was super fun, super easy, kind of like an icebreaker. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for that one. So should we tell where the folks uh, follow us? Yeah, you go first. All right. So, hey, if you want, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at JoshRW underscore Williams or on Facebook at Josh Willie Williams. And I'm on Facebook as well. Just search Brooklyn Beatty. I'm on Twitter at Radio Brooklyn. And as always, Grodish has its own set of social media accounts. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Grodish Podcast, Facebook at Grownish Podcast. There's a hyphen in between the groan and the ish, so don't forget the hyphen. And then email us grownishpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. We can't wait. And we hope that we hear from you folks. We, we definitely want you guys to be involved with this. And, and we can't wait to hear what you guys think, what you guys want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to have some feedback, but we'd also love to have some ideas maybe for some next episodes down the road. I'm so, so excited. You excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening as always and tune in next week. Have a good one, folks.
podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.